Hey everyone, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. I'm joined today by Jake Manley, actor and star of The Order and Infamous. How's it going, Jake? Good, man. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, I wanted to start by doing a little, we were just talking about the fact that you're in Toronto, um, yeah. but you're from a little place outside of, uh, of Toronto called uh, Oakville. And what, what was your upbringing like in, in Oakville? What was it like? What was your experience at school and uh, what did your parents do? It was really good. I mean, Oakville's like a beautiful, small town that's super peaceful and, and nice. Like it's a, it was a great place to grow up. And I was just outside a lot. Like I was constantly outside. Like I hated being inside. I was always outside, like playing sports with the kids on the street or going on like hikes and in the little like ravines or, or creeks or whatever. And yeah, so I, I didn't spend a lot of time at home. I was kind of like always out doing something since I was like seven or eight. But yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like coming back here has been really refreshing because I lived in Toronto for a while, like before LA and, and after Oakville, obviously, but I hadn't been back to like where I grew up for probably like 10 years. And so I took a drive down there the other week and it was just really cool to, to see everything. And I was like, wow, I just felt like a big sense of gratitude for being able to grow up in such a, a nice place. Send an interview if, if, uh, if everyone wasn't locked down at the moment, you'd be in, uh, you might be in Europe. You might be traveling through Europe. Like yeah, that. no, I love Europe. Um, I recently got like a little place in Italy, uh, so I want to I want to I want to go there and, and hang out there. And same like I, I want to do like a lot more. I've been to England and Scotland, and Ireland, but kind of just the main places. And I want to do this kind of nerdy, but one of my favorite shows is Escape to the Country. Yeah, like I've seen like every episode because like I think part of me is just like an old English man that wants to just escape <laughs> from it all and like go hang out. So I've actually have a document like a list of like little um like counties and stuff and some english friends have also given me places to go to so like at some point i want to take like a month or or so and just travel around to like little places and, and stay in these little little parts and i don't know why but yeah so that's like on my on my list for sure honestly i wish i wish you the best of luck for that i feel like there's a lot if you go around like rural uk like you, you'll find some nice places there's something like I guess like poetic or about it or or I don't know. Yeah. I just like the it's very English countryside is very like quaint. There is yeah. there is a, I guess. Yeah, I might get like a week into it and, and be like I'm losing my mind and need to get out of here. But I think I would just I think it would be fun if I had like a role to prep for and I knew I was gonna be kind of like bunkered down for a few weeks anyways and I'm it would be cool to go like, Oh, I'm gonna go do it do it there and like be able to work all day yeah. and then I can kind of go go out at night and, and walk around and stuff like that but yeah I just I love Europe in general like if I wasn't an actor and I was pursuing some other career that would work over there I would I would be over there the lifestyle and, and everything just suits me a lot a lot better nice I, this is it's funny because we're talking about like the, the English countryside and the film I always think of when I think about the English countryside I know you used to be into filmmaking and you're quite a big film fan you you started out filmmaking before you got into acting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of through because in uh, in high school, like I was a big skateboarder, and I mean, skateboarding was all about filming your tricks and making and making videos. And then we kind of just started incorporating like narrative storylines within our our skate videos. You know, I had some friends that w were super passionate about film and filmmaking as well. And then we we kind of just started making our own narrative features and premiering them at like a local movie theater for our high school to come out. Yeah, we, we fell in love with it. And 
did a, did a lot of cool things. Like did a little web series at this, this popular university here that kind of took off there. And so I started doing a bit of film school out in LA, but it kind of, the program wasn't really what I wanted. It was more about studying films as opposed to making them. And, and then, uh, I kind of started getting into acting because you needed people to be in your own productions, you know, when you're not paying anyone. It's like, all right, well, I guess like I'll, I'll be one of these roles. And, and then, yeah, I just started studying acting and, and kind of fell in love with that side of it. But I, I still love, you know, the producing part of it. And I, I hope to do <clears throat> more of that, like as, as my kind of resources and connections grow. You still skate? I do like once in a while. Um, like I was out the other week, I don't, I don't, I'm not as hardcore. Like now I've, I've fallen. I'm like, oh man, like I'm done with this. I don't have the, the pain tolerance or the patience. And it's just nice to kind of go and like clear your head. But there's a part of it that's kind of sad because you're like, oh, I remember how good at this I used to be or easy I used to do things. And like now you can like never really get back to that, that level. But it's just fun to go roll around. And I have, I have little nephews that are like super into it. So I, I take them to the skate park and that's fun. I had a really cool skate video that i put together and then it kind of just disappeared over the years so i want to talk about infamous obviously um because obviously you're, you're a very you're a very you're a very handsome guy Jay. <laughs> and uh a lot of people will probably be interested to know about about um your girlfriend and how you got into your relationship and how how your relationship compares to the one you're in in infamous oh man it's completely different which is is great i mean my real life relationship I've been in for like five years now and we met through a mutual acting friend who was kind of doing our coaching and tapes. Like a lot of the auditions we have to tape and send. So we would, we would go to this guy and he was a, a crazy character. And he said, I want to set you up with this girl. And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Like if I, if I trust you um, <laughs> and he showed me like a photo of her and I was like, all right, like you're, you're pranking me for sure. There's no way this is going to happen. And, um, but yeah, we, we got to meet and hit it off. And for the longest time, I thought they were both kind of pranking me cause it seemed pretty surreal. No, it's awesome. It's like an awesome team and, uh, she's an actress as well. So we both get the business and we can kind of help and support each other. And we're able to like go to LA together, which makes it a whole lot easier. Cause like being alone in that city can be crazy, but yeah, in, I mean, the relationship in infamous is like probably one of the most dysfunctional toxic <laughs> ones you could see but that's what was kind of fun about it is seeing what attracted those two to each other but also seeing the difference in like their morals and, and what they wanted i think the uk release is july 31st what was um what was the stunt driving like on infamous you had to learn to stunt drive right yeah i mean i love that i love driving and I love cars. So a lot of the times like on productions, they won't let you do it. They're just like, get a stunt driver and, and they'll be like, Oh, you kind of have to sit and watch, but they were great. Like on this, letting me, they would show me some stuff, but they let me kind of take the reins on it. And, and yeah, it was, it was a blast. I love, I love doing that stuff. And I think like it would throw Bella off like sometimes too, like I would be just like aggressively driving and she'd be like, Oh, you're, you're crazy. Like, how do you know it? Cause she doesn't drive. She didn't have a license. So she was like, how do you, you know, do this? But it was a lot of fun. What did you, what did you have to learn to do? Um, it was just more about getting like familiar with the different vehicles and like how, like how their, their braking systems worked. And there wasn't anything like too crazy. It was just like doing some abrasive turns at like high speeds and doing a bit of like a, like a 90 skid and, and stuff like that. But 
yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't anything like too nuts that I wasn't comfortable with. I mean, Infamous is I, I I feel like it's such a well placed film. By the way, I think it's such a perfect critique of like um, you know people who do anything to like stand out on social media and like how social media can can distort what's okay by presenting it as a like a trend or people feel like they need to be really shocked to be entertained and even how it can affect a relationship. I was wondering, it, like it, it just is. It's funny. It must be funny working on a film like that with Bella Thorne. Like, did you did you ever have a conversation? about like about social media with her and found out what she thought of it yeah i mean i think it was such uh when uh josh caldwell the writer and director wrote it um he, he had bella in mind because i mean like who better to, that knows this and, and better to play this this role bella has like a really good grasp on it like she says you know the problem isn't with social media it's like how people use it i think she's she's really smart as like identifying it as a brand and like a business builder. And I think like that's, I think she plays into it. Like when, before I knew her, you kind of get this idea that she, you know, she cares so much about like looking a certain way or, or presenting herself on social media all the time. And then you meet her and you're like, wow, you, you, you actually don't care about that at all. Like you're, she's very like bohemian and kind of like hippie almost. And, and so she'll put the work into the social media because I think like she uses it in a smart way and she's, she has such a strong, passionate voice. And like, that's like a great thing when, when like social media can be used for so many good things, but a lot of people don't do that. And like this film definitely just critiques and explores like what would happen, like what would people do for fame and for likes? And I thought it was super relevant to what's going on. And, uh, we wanted to, to expose the issue and be like thought provoking so that people would, you know, will just like think about why they use it. Like, what are they getting from it? Like what validation it's usually stems from, you know, something else. So, but yeah, it was, it was super interesting seeing like her perspective on it. Do you think it's possible to be famous nowadays without social media? I think it's absolutely possible. And a lot of actors and musicians and I don't know, people from all industries do it it's just kind of what you're willing to do and partake in and in your kind of comfort level. I think that you will get more like opportunities and exposure if you are using it. And I wanted to ask you about, about holiday. Cause I feel like you haven't, I don't know. I haven't heard that much about it. And I haven't, haven't seen, I haven't seen much about it yet. I just wanted to know what it was like working on that, what it's about and, and what your role in it is. Yeah. Netflix keeps things like pretty under wraps when, when you're uh you're shooting and they, they really like to control what's out there. And even as far as promo, it's very like precise as far as dates, like with trailers and posters leading up to the release dates. Like they don't promote that far out because they have so much content, but so I've been excited to like share stuff about that. That was one of the most fun I've ever had working on a film like that script was hilarious. The cast was super eclectic and amazing. I think it's going to be a blast. Like it spans every holiday. So it's not specific to like Christmas or Easter or Halloween. It has like everything in it. It's over the course of a year. And, um, you know, it's these two kind of down and out characters looking for love and, and, uh, they're tired of going to their family holidays and their, their family you know, ragging on them where, where's their partner and blah, 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 blah. And these, their siblings are getting married. And so they agree to be, you know, 
like a platonic couple for each other's holidays. Like they're plus ones, of course, over the course of it, they, they develop feelings for each other, but there's, it's just the, the interactions between the characters and the family's kind of like wacky and it's, it's hilarious. So I, I think people are going to love it. And I, I think it fits on Netflix so well. And Emma Roberts, who leads it, she was just like, again, so, so funny and endearing in it. And, and Luke Bracey, her counterpart is, is a super funny Australian dude. What was the most fun you had uh, working on the set? Would you have any funny stories from, from working on it? Oh man. I mean, we had a big Halloween party where everyone was kind of dressed up as different, different characters. And I can't, I can't spoil too much, but that was like, that was super fun. It was just so nice to go and like laugh every day, you know, it was just, and even outside of set, like we were in Atlanta, which was a really fun place to work and, and met some really great people. So. No, it sounds like it. It must be different working on a, an, on a comedy. It was so refreshing. Yeah. Like I get why some actors just do that over and over because it's just light and fun. And, and um, of course, I'm going to talk about the, the order as well. Um, when was the last time you saw all of your fellow cast members? Been it would have been, it would have been when we were, we were shooting. Yeah. Uh, which we, we finished up in November of last year, 2019. So it's been a while now, but I, I stay in touch with them. And I mean, some of them were popping into LA at the beginning of the year. So we'd, we'd meet up for coffee or dinner or something. And the one, one uh, guy that plays Randall, Adam DeMarco, we stay in touch. Like we went to the same high school in Oakville. We were in the same grade. Um, so we we're kind of friends before the show and just became closer while we filmed it. So we, we stay in touch. That's crazy. When did you find out that you two were going to be on the same show? Not until I got a copy of the script and at the top it listed the characters and, and which, who was going to be playing them. And I yeah. saw his name. And so I called him. Yeah, I was, I was completely surprised and, and super excited. Like it was, it was awesome. And I think it lent to the, the show because we were playing friends and we already had that rapport and, and we're friends. So it was easy to just jump into it. Which bit of, of season two were you most excited for people to see? Do you like, do you like go on, on Twitter and like see what people are saying about it? Like after it's a little out? bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I was excited for them to see like the whole, you know, cheerleading thing right off the top because it was kind of like a, just a, a funny, funny moment. And I felt like the writers were kind of just torturing me a little bit. Um, there was that in the tree, which was literal torture because I'm claustrophobic and I, I couldn't move at all for hours. I just, I thought that it was just like such a good season. Like so much happened and the comedy was there. Like my favorite part is the comedy. I think it sets it itself like apart from those other kind of shows so I was just happy that it was consistent with that and and just like all these kind of characters excelled in their own own like worlds and stories and I I just knew people were gonna like love this season great okay and um we've almost run out of time I just want to ask you one more question um actually two more questions I'm going to ask you about about season three if um if you think that there will be another season and if so what you hope to see I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm I'm optimistic, but it's like these times are so crazy. It's hard for, you know, Netflix to renew or schedule anything. So I hope it works out and I would love to continue this story. But I think it's going to be interesting because, again, these these like Knights of St. Christopher characters are kind of shattered. You know, they're all in like opposite places. And, uh, you know, Jack has just lost Alyssa, who is the closest to him in his life. and 
I think season three is going to be about trying to get her back. You know, Jack has never really embraced the whole magic thing, but I think he really is going to try and bring her back and that it's going to be interesting to see who he's going to have to work with to make that happen. And also like what is going to be the cost of doing that? What's going to be the cost of bringing her back? Cause as you know, there's, there's always a cost and, and that'll be a big one. And I think that's going to create like a lot of problems and like, who is he going to trust going forward? What's going to happen with Gabrielle, like, and, mm. and Vera and all these characters. So um, I think there's lots to work with. And again, like this writing team is so solid that like, I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with it. And my last it's always question, a fun, fun surprise, like getting those scripts and being like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. And my last question was, if you had uh, a magical power, what would it be? What superpower would you have? Oh, man, this is going to sound completely nerdy, but because I, I used to get asked this question because I was on a show called Heroes Reborn and, uh, and everyone had like superpowers and like everyone says the fun things like teleport or fly. Or, but honestly, I would say inner peace. <laughs> Inner peace, I like that. Inner peace. I think it would be hilarious to make a superhero movie about a character that just has like <laughs> inner peace, and he has to like just de-escalate all these situations with these like wise words, you know. Um, but it's like nothing would ever matter. Not, I mean, like nothing would ever be that bad, and you could help so many people just like being able to be in that state. So I think that would be a really cool power. It's true. I mean, some of those Buddhists as well. Some of the most innerly peaceful people and they can like smash concrete blocks with their heads yeah 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 it would just be like um that would be my nerdy one but i don't know being able to teleport would be really cool show up wherever you want like i could just go to the english countryside and and have some beers with you next week when you're down there that would be cool (laughs) i'm sure you'd want to teleport right out of there as soon as you (laughs) just stop it quick smash a pint out of here (laughs) yeah um thanks so much for talking to me jake this was so much fun Um, yeah man it's been fun